Hey, what's up, people? This is Kurgle. I am here to announce that I have liberated we the people from the patriarchy. Your favorite British subscriber, Pierre Tige, is off somewhere misspelling headlines, while his co-host, conservative prof, got himself involved in a gift war in Asia. So this is now officially a mansplaining free zone. No more flannel, no more fantasy sports ball talk, and no more making sandwiches. Women rule the podcast now. Time to turn that thermostat up to nuclear. Oh, and don't tell the guys, but their bunker is now painted pink with a hanging their kitten poster in the corner. So anyway, on this episode of We the People, I'm going to share with you the origin stories of some of my favorite throw pillows. And stay tuned till the end because I have an exciting announcement about a new essential oils opportunity you won't want to miss. It's going to be great. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, what's what's happening? How come we got locked out of our bunker? Yeah, what's, Tish, going on? what's going on here? I have no idea. You I have know no what? Idea, prof. I brought my handy dandy lucky screwdriver and I'm going to use it to pry open the lock because no women can keep me out of my own bunker. So thankfully I bought it. And did you want to hear the origin story of my screwdriver? I bought it in 1999 at Ace Hardware on sale. This thing lasts forever. It's a bit, I carry it with me wherever I go because you never know when Kuro is going to do something like this. So I'm ready. Always be prepared. Oh, yeah. Subscribers, whole life dream to have Kyle and Adam read their headline and then go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you are fake news. This is from Bill's Votto. I don't know if Veldbato is a woman or not. There's a flower, so I kind of always pictured Veldbato. Yeah, I always think of Veldbato as a woman. Here's one from Oh Dear. Brother Tim Kurgle from Babylon and on and on and on and on. Stanky Stankowitz. (laughs) I just want you guys to know that AOC is dumb has already been submitted as a headline. This is from Veldbato, who's definitely a woman. Hey, it's great to have you back with us, Kurgle. It's been a, a few weeks, but right now you're our favorite co-host. Well, thank you for having me back. Uh, it's great to have you back. We also have, well, I'll let you do the rest. Today we have a very special guest. I know everybody's been waiting to hear from him. Um, this man of mystery, our friend, Veldsvoto, Veldsvoto, Veldsvoto. A lot of times we just call him Velds. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> hey, it's great to have you with us. Thanks so much for giving up your time. I know you're a busy guy. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's good to see your face. The man, the myth, the legend. You have a very small opinion of what a legend actually is. <laughs> I think legends of Odysseus, right? Or Hercules, or these, these people larger than life. And there's this idiot posting, you know, quatrains <laughs> on the internet in some corner <laughs> that nobody knows about. You have to pay to get there. That's a legend. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you are a forum legend. That's true. Then I want to confirm to every, all the listeners that he's real and not a hologram. I just want to make sure that I make that known because I can see evidence now that he exists. I believe it. And he's a man as well. He's a man. I'm going with my eyes. I'm assuming Adam Yenzer down. begs to differ, but I'm going to go with man. That's my, I'm going to just go 100% man here. Either a man or a very, very ugly woman. Well, that could be the case too. And Yes. Uh, and then go visit Ulta if you're a woman. I would say just go there right now and give me a credit card and ask for help. That would be my suggestion. This is a funny thing from the last podcast was uh, 
Yeah, Adam Yenzer says, I just imagine this person being a woman. And Teej is like, oh, Veld, you got burned. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with being a woman, Teej? And he's like, uh, uh, nothing. Don't. <laughs> Awkward. What is a woman? As a man married to a woman, I don't want to be a woman. I want to be a man. Kugel, maybe you can help us. Well, I can tell you from experience, it's great being a woman. Ah, oh, that's good. Okay. Is that because the men, you, you, your husband does, does things for you or because? Yeah, part, part of it. Does he, how many pickle jars does he open? Oh, you know, nobody in my house likes pickles, so we never have that problem. But he, he, he has opened other types of jars for me over the years. Very nice. I'm not sure what uh, the American conservative women are like, but um, over here, m- my wife and I joke regularly that uh, we're all for equality and, until she needs to change a tire or open a jar. And then uh, there I am. And then I'm needed. My wife has probably not put gas in her car in over 20 years and be a rough guess of how long she, since she's done it. That's the same problem I have here. I, I always have to tank the car. <laughs> tank the car. That's kind of a, that's like I'm driving into an M1 Abrams. You know, it's kind of what the vision I get when I say tank the car. Um, or Stacy Abrams, either way, it's something big and solid. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> We, we do go down some rabbit holes. Uh, we were talking to our, our wonderful guest, Mr. Veltz. It's really cool to have you on. And um, yeah, I think, you know, there's been some speculation on the forum over the last few days. Uh, we thought we'd address it straight away. You wanted to come on and, and talk with us. We we're so happy to, to have you here. And we haven't seen you. There's been a few headlines and comments on the headline forum. And I think you were maybe keen just to share a bit of an update, what's what's going on with you and uh, what's happening moving forward. Sure, I'm going to be taking off for a while, maybe forever. We'll have to mm-hmm. see how that goes. But uh, yeah, um, writing on the B, it's just like a, it's turned into a part-time job, keeping up with everything. Um, trying to be, you know, engaged with everybody else, along with coming up with ideas. It's just a part-time job that on top of, having a family, having a full-time job. It's just too much. And there are certainly aspects of life that are more important than the bee that are falling behind. Mm-hmm. And um, I've looked at a bunch of options, like how do I, how do I want to deal with this reprioritizing these things, bringing them into correct order. And my decision was, yeah, I'm going to go cold turkey on the bee. So, yeah, I stopped posting, stopped checking since last Monday, was it? Something like that, since last week. And um, that's kind of where things stand. Vilds, is it okay if I ask you your decision to delete your old headlines? Yeah, ask me anything. Seriously, don't feel like you can. I I am unoffendable. You cannot ask (laughs) me a question where you can offend me. That's great. So can I just ask why you made your decision to delete all of your headlines? Yeah, a few reasons. So one is um, to resist temptation, right? Burn the boats, make sure there's nothing to come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, on my part, on others' parts, like the B, I wouldn't want them like sifting through old stuff and posting my stuff when there's actively engaged members who are posting stuff who should be chosen ahead of somebody who's who's withdrawn 
and then um, kind of to see just like if I could do it, if I could take something that, you know, that you, th you felt like you were, had value and um, to see if you could throw it away, throw the ring into the fire, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then also, I mean, if anybody's looking for a profile with 4.85 million points, cleared free of any unencumbrances, right? I'm taking offers, so. Profile for sale. Profile for sale, yeah. Well, I might be interested, actually. I can rebrand. I call myself Pure Botto. Get back ahead of Sue. Get back ahead of Sue. There you go. Yeah. Um, something that prevails that really impressed me. Uh, I want to tell a story. So um, I've mentioned before in the podcast that while I've been a member of the Beast since February of 2019, like I would, I, as soon as there was a plan you could join, I did. And I was very intermittent with the um, headline forums. I'm pretty common and pretty regular to comment on articles. But um, I took quite a bit of time off of the headline forum. And it was December of a year ago, so December of 2021, that I decided to get back into it and pitch my forward day and all that good stuff. And I've been doing that consistently ever since. But I remember early on, um, Velds, you were just extremely welcoming. Um, I just want to say thank you to that. And it wasn't like I was brand new to the B. I've been around. I just took some time off. I took quite a few months off of the form. Like I didn't even look at it. And you were very, very welcoming. And you played a little joke on me that I always remembered. And that's back when you could have, we had the weekly awards. So like every week there was a top form commenter and there was kind of first, second, third and all that kind of stuff. And um, one, day, one day my forum score, and that's when the forum score was separate than your commenting score. And my forum score had gone down for a day. And I was like, well, that's odd. I didn't really think a whole lot about it. It wasn't significant. And then like a day later, you were liking all my headlines again. Or you know, all of a sudden I was like, oh, and you kind of, you made a comment somewhere in one of my headlines about a joke that you were playing with me. And, I, I, and that, was, that just made my day. I, it just made me happy and smile that day. And I've never forgotten that. And so as something as silly as that, um, I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. It was kind of my uh, welcome back, your officially official moment, I guess. Is kind of how <laughs> I did that. So, so thank you for that. That, I might, that might seem really trivial to you, but I found it really funny and really enjoyable. So just want to make sure that you know that. Good to hear. And, and I mean, I expect that the forum's still in good hands, right? I mean, between the three of you here, but also there's been a bunch of new people come on recently who have already added character, who are putting their stamp on there. And, and sure, I mean, departures, are gonna, I, there was a time before when I wasn't on the forum, there'll be a time after. But uh, there'll be people there to, to take up the slack. Yeah. I'd just like to, to add to that, though. Um, I know you and I started on the forum roughly around the same time. But I remember from the beginning, you were like one of the top subscribers. And, you know, I always tried to, I, it made me work harder trying to get to your level. And, you know, with your headlines, everybody wants to write headlines like you can. Um, and if Vilt's photo says your headline is great, that's, that's about the highest praise you can get. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of great subscribers, but you you change the form for the better and you're not going to be able to be replaced. And even, um, you know, 
from now on, whenever anyone posts a headline, a really good one, Bible headline or something mm-hmm. about atheists, I'm always going to think, well, that sounds like a Bell's photo headline. It's like, did it come back reincarnated as a new user? That's what you'd probably think, right? If you see some new user using the same kind of tone and voice, um, for sure. That's what I would think. I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. When I think of uh, a Christian forum, I think of reincarnation as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Reincarnation. I'll be able to be replaced. There's, there's other people. And I would encourage people to try. Like, don't go to Not The Bee and repost the headline that you just saw there. Spend five minutes thinking about this headline. How can you punch it up? That's all I do. That's it. There's no special sauce. There's just put a little bit of thought into it. And that's it. You can do it. Absolutely. Just want to echo what the, the guys are saying to you, Velds. And uh, I, I'd, like I m- mentioned earlier, there's been a couple of headlines and people making comments in the headline forum. And uh, there's one particular headline, which uh, I found uh, quite nice to read today from Babylon and on and on. And he said, uh, sad subscribler notes a Veltsbotto shaped hole in the forum. I think that's very true. I saw that one earlier. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that was a great headline. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so, you know, no, nobody, uh, nobody knows of your decision to move on as of the moment we're recording this, apart from the three of us. Uh, and, uh, but obviously people are, are guessing and suspecting and wondering what's been going on. Uh, but yeah, it just, it just goes to show people, you know, it's a, sometimes I think we've all been in that situation, especially unfortunately in, in a church situation where you haven't been for two or three weeks and, Nobody notices, <laughs> especially in large mega churches. But uh, it's really nice to see in the forum that even though we are growing and it's a huge place, people are noticing um, that you're not there anymore. And like the guys who just said, I think that is testament to your engagement uh, and all that you brought to the forum over the last few years. And I, I'm personally also really grateful for everything you've done and also the way you've encouraged me. I know, <laughs> like um, Prof was saying there a moment ago about how you were welcoming him back. Uh, you'd you'd heard that I was having, I mean, in, in good jest, of course, moaning about uh, Sue Peterson overtaking me on the, the forum points. And then I found that hilarious. You just went through, I think it was it was yourself, wasn't it? You went through and upvoted a huge amount of my headlines and all, all comments and everything just to try and get my, my community score uh, up beyond Sue. And so that just really brought a smile to my face. And uh, I, it's all in good fun. Uh, we're not doing that to be mean to Sue. Uh, but I think that's just one of the fun things about the forum that, um, that that we've all enjoyed doing. So, so yeah, from my side as well, thanks so much. And um, I totally respect your decision as well. You know, I think all of us have felt at some point that, that the forum does, it can get busy and it can be all consuming. And um, I'm probably going to have to take a break myself, certainly in January when I've got exams. Um, and um, it, yeah, completely respect and, and your decision as well uh, for all that, you know, you're prioritizing certain things in your life. Uh, and that's, uh, that's nice to hear. I should say, I mean, for, for the longest time I was working a job, which was a bit more slack and uh, God blessed me with a new job, um, significantly greater pay. Like one of the biggest problems we had with the other job was low pay. And here comes uh, a blessing and uh, it's just, yeah. I feel like I need to rack up a bunch of wins here to justify my sitting in the seat that I have at the job. Prof, I believe you've uh, you've got some conspiracy theories, right? 
You know, I do. I have one that's been on my mind for quite a while now, and I'm surprised I didn't remember to bring it up earlier. But um, I've been noticing the advertisements for Twix quite a bit lately. And Twix has been claiming that there's a right Twix and a left Twix and that they're different. And I think that's a conspiracy. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that that's not true. I think they're the same. And this is just a dumb marketing ploy. That's my conspiracy of the week. And maybe you guys agree with me. Maybe you think I'm crazy. I don't know. But that's what I think. Um, unfortunately, I cannot eat a Twix. It would make me very, very ill. So I'm going to have to rely on some other people's opinions about that. So what are the, what are the thoughts? Left Twix, right Twix, are they the same? Are they different? Are they fooling us? Marketing ploy? What, what gives? Since you can't eat them, should we go out and buy some this week and do some taste tests and mm. see what we come up with? I think you should and report back. Absolutely, Kurgle. I think you should definitely go out and buy some and report back. And um, I'd buy them for all of you, but we're all separated by miles, so it's not going to be easy. Maybe we can ask the headline forum community to all go out and buy a Twix and report back. And report back. I think I'd love to hear in the comments when this uh, podcast posts and you listen to it. Let us know what you think. Is left Twix, right Twix the same, different conspiracy theory? Am I a nut just for even thinking that they're the same? I don't know. I'd like to hear back from everybody about that one. We have Twix over here as well, but uh, I don't know. Is it the same? Because sometimes they're completely different or they have a different name or something. But Maybe the Twix on the, the left side of the Atlantic and the right side of the Atlantic is different. Maybe that's what they mean. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the secret. Okay. <laughs> I have a conspiracy theory in this vein. The conspiracy theory is that uh, conservative prof just bought a whole bunch of shares in Hershey's. And now he's trying to get people to go buy left Twix, right Twix, to try to discover the difference. You see, Velds, that's why we're going to miss you, because you find the truth. You just, we try to throw you off with crazy conspiracies, and he just yeah. straight shooter, yeah. he knows the truth. So we're going to miss that, Velds. And yes, I owned over 100,000 shares of Hershey's. Yeah. I wish. Everybody knows the difference is it's West Twix and East Twix anyways. Is that how you say left and right in Canada? You say West and East? (laughs) That's how you say it in Paris, don't you? Don't they? uh, The Seine River, they say left bank and right bank when it's actually the West and East bank. Well, Tish is closer. Maybe he can confirm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sweating here. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. So I'm feeling very uneducated right now. That's okay. It's about Paris. Nobody wants to know anything about Paris. <laughs> Tej, have you been to Paris? I have, yes. Oh, um, I figured so, yeah. Yeah, a few years ago now, but oh man, it's beautiful. I can, and when we were there, there was we were walking over the bridge uh, next to the Eiffel Tower and there was this uh, newly married couple in a red sports car uh, having a photo shoot. Uh, it was wonderful. <laughs> it's very romantic. Uh, so... Uh, very beautiful city, um, and uh, I think a lot of the stereotypes certainly apply. So, would love to go back, and it's not that far from here. Actually, it's only about maybe two hour drive, something like that. So, two hour drive. Um, um, what's the actual distance? So, I should say um, I married a, a girl who has a Punjabi father-in-law, and we went to back to the to the Punjab to see um, the family farm, and he says it's you know. 300 kilometers away from the airport. So I was like, okay, well, I'm Canadian, 300 kilometers. You go, you can travel that in three hours at a you know reasonable speed. But he's like, no, 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 300 kilometers. That's a 10 hour journey. 
because the average, yeah, it was crazy. The average speed you get on these roads is just creeping slow. So when you say it's two hours away, what do you got? Actually, 200 kilometers? Or is this like another creeping journey? Yeah, well, I've just had a look on Google Maps and uh, it's 270 kilometers from my door to door. And uh, it, according to this, it will take me two hours and 51 minutes to drive. So not, not 10 hours. That's, that's crazy. Google, do you have any conspiracy theories? No, I don't have any conspiracy theories. There's, there's always something my cats are up to. Have there's, are your cats staying away <laughs> from any blenders? Are they anywhere near the blender? Have they learned their lesson about blending? Well, I do have a cat that used to jump up on the counter whenever she could. She has not done that for a while. Okay, you blend one cat and that sends a message. That's all I got to say. Yep. Yep. They they got the message. Smart. Very smart. Well, I have a conspiracy theory and it's it's actually relating to the forum. But I, we've talked about this already a little bit with Velds about Sue Peterson. And uh, obviously Velds, you'll have missed out on this, but I think it was uh, earlier this week. Uh, where are we? To, to, we're recording this on the 11th. So I think two or three days ago, Sue Peterson was just getting one first after the other, both on Not The Bee and the Babylon Bee headline forum. And uh, I was poking her a bit and having a bit of fun with that and posting some angry gifts. But um, I, I, I suddenly thought, she must be a bot. You know, we, we talked before about Velds being a bot, but I can see him in, now in front of me in, in, the, in the flesh. He is real, or it's a very good deep fake. Um, but maybe, maybe, yeah, Sue Peterson, we've never, we've never actually, had, we should try and get her on the podcast just to confirm that she is who she says she is. And she isn't a conglomerate of conservative prof bots <laughs> working from a, various locations to uh, constantly refresh the website and get a, get a first. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'm buying this. I think this is not conspiracy. I think it's now truth. I, I actually looked into this yesterday, and it's probably gone up now, actually. Yeah. But as of yesterday, Sue Peterson had, and bearing in mind, the website was renewed in June. So this is since the end of June when things were, I guess, reset in this respect. She's had, get this, just on the Babylon Bee headline forum alone, 739 first badges. Yeah. Sue Botterson. <laughs> Everybody start calling her that. Sue Botterson. That's right. <laughs> Just to put that just to put that in context, bearing in mind, Conservative Prof has the number one community score on the B and not the B. Um, and Prof, you have a total, or as of yesterday, you had a total of four hundred and eighty-two first badges. There was a time when this goes back a ways um, when Ethan Nicole was hosting the podcast with Kyle in their old studio, and. Kyle made fun of me once for having 180 some first badges. And that was by far the lead then. He has not made fun of Sue Peterson for having 700 and some uh, first badges because how do you make fun of a bot, right? I mean, the bot don't get, they don't want to get the jokes. So that's all I got. I think Kyle knows. I think he's in, in on it. Yep. That's my, yep. that's my hunch. Yep. And Kegel, I'm sorry, you have 12 first badges. Yeah, I know. but I think was it yesterday or the day before? I finally got another one. Yes. Yeah, it just, I saw that you were so yeah. happy. When when I get them, it's when I just happen to refresh the website at just the perfect time. So it's all luck for me. But um, what was really exciting um, is when I got my dough badge. Oh, yes. I, I wanted, yeah, because those are even harder to oh. get than the first badges. And yes. I finally got one. 
And so, yeah, so that one's, I like that one better than all of my first badges. Those were hard to get. I remember getting my first one too. And those are way harder. I kind of wish that was still there. I wish that was kind of uh, one thing that I miss with the new website for sure. I, I do miss those. Yeah. I, I'm always too, too busy in the forum to go and refresh the website constantly. Well, the way, what I tend to do these days is, um, and I know Vels, you weren't on not the B, but, um, not the B sometimes when I'm on there, I'm just looking at my notifications and I, I refresh. And then it says four seconds ago, the Babylon B put, and then I'm like, ah, okay. So I know the Babylon B has just posted a new headline. So I'll immediately switch over to the app, the Babylon B app and refresh, scroll down. And Sue Peterson has already commented. <laughs> Happened to all of us, Tish. Join the club. Long, long list of people who've gone through exactly what you just said. Here's Veltbotto uh, going and, and, and getting a life, and we're just here uh, <laughs> trying to refresh the Babylon Bee website to get a first badge. <laughs> yeah, as we like to do on the podcast is give attention and focus to other members of the Headline Forum community. And... We've been trying to figure out a way of, of, of knowing how many subscribers there are on the headline forum. And of course, we can look in the statistics page and we can see the top 48 users. And we're hoping at some stage we can, we can find a way of understanding who are new subscribers, who are new, who's new to the forum, and who's getting to their first million in the headline community. We've celebrated Prof and... Um, Kurgle recently for reaching 5 million, but uh, there's lots of people hitting a million and that's also an impressive milestone. So just wanted to give a quick shout out to some of the people at the back end of the top 48, which you can all find on the statistics page. And uh, I'm not sure how recently these people have become millionaires, but what I wanted to say as well, if you are listening to this podcast, do check out the page of the podcast. So if you click on podcasts on the Babylon B headline forum, click on We the Beeple, and in the episode, you can see an option to interact. And if you click on there, or if you're on the app on my phone, it's like a speech bubble. If you click on there, you can actually comment on the on the actual podcast. So maybe you can drop us a note in there and let us know, are you new to the forum? Have you just reached a million points? And maybe that's a good way that we can say hi to you if you're new. Uh, and we can answer any questions as well. Uh, and we can also give a shout out to people that are reaching their first million. We think that's a pretty cool milestone. So quick shout out to a, just a small number of users here. We've got uh, rmstar.star, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, at 1.04 million. El Burainu, I've got no idea how you pronounce that. Nate Lee, Airplane One. The Catman, The One, Theon Nerd, 97. Or the one RD97, William Rodham, Little Jedi, Mr. Y, and Stanky Stankiewicz, who I know recently crossed the million threshold. He was very excited about that. So I'm not sure how long some of those other guys have been over the million threshold, but hopefully we'll find a way soon of, of figuring this all out and then we can... Uh, we can give you guys some attention on the podcast. Well, I want to talk about a few things that have been on some of the main B podcast the last couple of weeks. So we're recording this episode today on November 11th. So there was an episode that came out this morning. Uh, there was an episode that came out last week on November 4th. Um, a week ago, Brandon Toy, um, and you'd recognize Brandon from being in a lot of the videos. And there's lots of really good gifts of Brandon. If you just do in the gift search, Brandon Toy, he has a lot of really good gifts, and so his, his are always good gifts to use on 
articles and forum comments, but um, a conspiracy theory that I had early on in our podcast and we, the people was that if Kyle does not like your headline as he reads it aloud, but he's trying to, he's a nice guy. He's not trying to ridicule us subscribers who are literally, you know, paying a salary. So got to treat them nicely, but that he would do a beard stroke. And if you get a three stroke beard stroke while he's reading your headline, it's pretty much like he doesn't like it. So that's, that was my conspiracy theory. And so uh, Brandon toy last week, um, obviously having heard that on our podcast uh, when he was reading some of the headlines and Brandon does not have a beard, but he was very good about just doing that that beard stroke as he read some headlines. And so that really, really made me uh, laugh pretty good. So thank you, Brandon. And then in today's episode on November 11th, um, Kyle read one of mine um, and I had a couple that got read today. I don't remember which one it was anymore, but um, the, what was great was the camera specifically pointed to Kyle as he read mine. It was almost like they had it already set up, but he did the three beard strokes while reading my headline, staring right at the camera. So that was great. Thank you, Kyle, for doing that. If you're listening, that made my day, and I really appreciate that. So I, I have enjoyed the, um, the hosts playing off of my conspiracy theory. So that's been a lot of fun to see that. And uh, the things we're doing here are ultimately at some point ending up on the main bead podcast, which I think is really cool. So that is very cool. And it's been really nice to see Sam Greer appearing the last couple of uh, episodes as well. He was in an interview with Dennis Prager and then he was on today, November 11th as well. So it's been nice. Getting it's to been great to see Sam and he, he's been so kind and generous. Um, he sent in that voice clip when I hit 5 million, that was really, really nice. And he's had some great interactions with a few of us on various parts of articles and stuff like that. And so I want to say thank you, Sam. Uh, thank you for that. That it really makes our day when you do that. And um, so Sam had that really great interview with Kyle, with Dennis Prager last week. And it was really funny. Like yeah. Sam had actually read the book that Dennis was on to promote and Kyle had not. And, and so if you watch that, uh, Kyle looked at Sam, like you, you read the book. They're like, you know, Sam was asking questions based on having read the book and knowing what was in the book about Deuteronomy. And so that was a pretty funny moment. And Kyle's like, Oh, Hey, you, actually read the book and you're doing about the interview, you know, so that made me laugh. And then Sam was on as a regular host today. So he was on the entire episode on the 11th here. And, um, and he launched into this thing about a period of time in Christianity where miming Carmen songs was a thing. And I, this is news to me. I did not know that. And he said that his sister is a mime. And so I do want to introduce um, Sam Greer as a, He's breaking in to visit us quickly here on the podcast on We the People, but he's only going to do it as a mime. So it's going to be just a brief few seconds of silence, and that is Sam miming for us. So, Sam, take it away. Hey, thanks, Sam. I really appreciate you doing that. So, everybody, that was Sam. He's visiting us. He's uh, our first actual writer of the beat to show up on our beat podcast, but only as a mime, so he couldn't say anything. So, I know it's a little disappointing, but for those of us who could see him mime, it was great. So, but anyway, thank you, Sam, for doing that. I really do appreciate that.
What was also cool last week is that uh, Kyle mentioned the word updoot and they were starting to figure out what that meant. And uh, yeah, we we were just talking about that off air, Velds, that, uh, well, you're not one to take credit easily, but you were still the man that introduced the expression into the headline forum. So I think I used it once, once initially, yes. And then two plus two is chicken. Started spamming the forum with this word, right? He latched onto it immediately and then uh, pro- propagated from there. Um, it's from other corners of the, the interweb, so it's not like I invented this thing. I still give you credit for it, Belts. I know you won't take the credit <laughs> for it, but you the first one who brought it onto the B forum. And so, therefore, you are the originator and you are the updute godfather. So I'm going to call you that. And, and Sam Greer mentioned updutes just like a normal part of the conversation on the B webcast today or a podcast today. So thank you, Sam, and um, for doing that. And what I really like is that that word's just becoming part of the B lexicon. So updute has become a common term in the Krogel household. <laughs> <laughs> Have your cats updated anything, Kurgle? <laughs> Way too often. Yeah, I figured so. Cats are like that. To be very strict in our reasoning, we should make sure that um, Sam didn't hear it from another source because wherever he heard it from probably shouldn't be where he's visiting on the internet in the first place. So hopefully it's from the forum and not from the darker corners of the internet. So Veld, did you just admit to looking at dark corners of the interwebs to find that word then? No, I got it from the forum. <laughs> oh, no. You brought it to the forum. You are the updo godfather. That's a conspiracy theory. No, no. It's fact. This is fact. No, this is on par. Conspiracy theories on par with like Sue Botterson being a bot. <laughs> now we're going to move on to some questions for Veldsboto. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have seen that Tej posted a headline. Um, if you could ask Veldsboto anything, what would it be? So I was actually able to be the first responder in the comments. And so my question for Veldsboto, um, everybody knows how super smart you are. So I was wondering, what is your educational background? So all that the forum has managed to do, if that's the, the basis for your question, is I've managed to fool you into thinking I'm super smart. I suspect that recently I went on a trip to San Francisco, which, uh, I mean, contrary to the opinions of the forum, uh, it's covered in poop. It was a very nice, it was a very nice place. And you go see the kind of stuff that they had built there, the Golden Gate Bridge. It's a, it's, it's a bit touristy, but yeah, you go visit there. And the guys who built that did this without the tools that we have today. They don't, they didn't do any FEA. They don't have the computers to do these calculations. They built this with um, pens and paper and not even calculators. And the skill required to do that without the tools that we have today is immense. I suspect that we are living in an incredibly stupid time and that we just think that we're smarter because we have the tools handed down to us. And uh, no, there's nothing special about my education. I'm... So the Apostle Ball talks about being, uh, what is it? The Athenians complain that he's a seed picker. I'd say that's pretty close to what I'd say that I am. I've picked up a bunch of things over the years. But uh, in terms of genuine intelligence, I suspect in the scope of history, I'm pretty, pretty average. 
Vilds, can I say something here? No. Okay, I won't then. That was a good <laughs> answer for being a politician. So now I've got a new conspiracy theory. So you didn't really answer the question. You went all around it. So have you – are you a, currently a politician or do you ever care to be a politician? No, I just called the popul- I just called the populace a bunch of uh, stupids. I, I don't think that's a, an answer that popu- uh, a politician would give. But you danced around the question without answering it. So you've got some oh, innate no, skills here to be a politician. <laughs> there's, there's not much in my educational background that people would point to as saying that this is unique. This, uh, just a, just a, it's a boring bachelor of science. You are very humble. I will just say that. You are very, very humble. And we appreciate that about you. I am the best at being humble. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it. Was it Moses who wrote in... Uh... <laughs> the meekest man on earth. That's right. Yes. Moses was the most humble man. Or... <laughs> and he wrote it. I love that. <laughs> so either he was really genuinely humble or... <laughs> okay, Prof, do you want to ask another question? Sure. I'm actually going to ask the other question that Kurgle posted because I'm, I'm curious about the answer. What is the biggest difference and similarity between the U.S. and Canada? Hmm. So I don't know if I have a really good answer for. I mean, the classical answer is what um, that uh, Americans love um, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and Canadians are concerned with what is it? Um, there's the, the the trifecta Canadians point to. Um, Good governance and something, something. Peace, order, and good governance. So the difference between those three the, and the pursuit of it, which is funny to me because Canada, we just love being stepped on. Yeah, we're ruled by other people's opinions of us, which is funny to me. Like, uh, So I did take some philosophy classes. Actually, one of the first philosophy classes I took was ancient philosophy, and I read through that textbook. It just lit a fire. And uh, the the the... Uh, I love Socrates, just a fantastic character. Anyway, we read a bunch of Marcus Aurelius and um, just this guy talking about um, being self-suited in your esteems such that nobody else can flap you. Um, I have no idea why you would care about, like I just called the populace a bunch of stupids, right? Why would I care what they think about me, right? Why would their opinion of me Concern me at all. And here we are in Canada. That's the only thing we obsess about. Uh, anyways. Um, so, yeah, the more collectivist, certainly, we're, we attain to be, you know, a, a poorer version of Europe, which is weird because, I mean, Europeans have spent the last thousands of years slaughtering each other. They send their sons into battlefield to turn them into fertilizer. Like, that's who we want to emulate. We need better heroes in Canada. Maybe we should start a Babylon Bee in Canada. Free speech. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Because I, 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 in response to that question, I posted a silly gif. Uh, I, I don't know much about the differences. And it's only been in recent years that I've started to hear the, the accent, the difference in the accent, where I can almost pick that up now. But... Um, is there this stereotype that Canadians are more friendly than the Americans? Or is that, uh, is that not true? <laughs> Every time I've been to... Sure, I mean, we're a, are we a polite people? 
the, in the circles that I run in, yeah, sure. But I mean, for all my travels in America, the same is true of Americans. Are they a bit more loud and boisterous? Some of them, yeah, some of them. Um, but you go to New York. I had a friend who went to New York recently, and for as poor of a reputation as it has for being friendly to people, um, she had a great time. You, she, you get lost. You ask people on the street where to go. They're very friendly. They're very helpful. I suspect there's a lot more goodness, and this is coming from somebody who believes in total depravity. There's a lot more goodness um, left than we think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the danger with social media and the internet. It just brings out the worst in people. And that's, that's kind of, you build these perceptions of what the other side is like, don't you? And uh, it's nice just to hear real stories of people on the ground who say, well, no, that's not always true. So anyway, I, I don't think I gave a cohesive answer to the, that question. What's the differences and similarities? And you, you have skirted, I was wondering whether to ask you this, but you have skirted around the issue uh, in the pilot episode when I tried to get get out from you. How do you pronounce your name? <laughs> and of course, we've had some fun with that, which we know you're completely cool with and not at all offended because I have asked you. Um, <laughs> but uh, Babylon and on and on and on and on and on and on was asking, how do you pronounce your screen name? So Veldsbottle comes from, it's a, it's a truncation of a longer um, gamer tag called... Um, the lobotomized TV, right? So, but that was taken. You do a search for the lobotomized TV, it's taken. It's not by me. Um, so I truncated it into Veldsbato. So if you take the bato portion, that's from lobotomy, right? And so if you're taking the pronunciation from that, you'd say Veldsbato. But I don't think that follows, I don't think that follows Latin pronunciation rules. So I could see arguments on either side saying bato versus boto. Or boto. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Who was it that said that on the main B podcast? Veld's <laughs> This question is from Joffrey. If you could go back in time to give yourself one piece of advice, what kind of time machine would you prefer? So there's various ways that you could use to slow down time, but going back in time, I don't think that it's possible given the way that God upholds the world. It's a very philosophical answer there, Vels. Science fiction. Just imagine you can do it. Just imagine you can do it? What kind of... <laughs> if you follow your heart, you can find a time machine. If you just believe in yourself, you can do anything. The real time machine was inside of you the whole time. <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of my pet peeves is um, atheists claiming purview over science as though they own this method, this uh, empiricism. Empiricism belongs to Christians. Science belongs to Christianity. God is the one who, I mean, there's, there's like to prime the pump of science, there's a bunch of worldview requirements in order to get science to do anything. Atheism, atheism doesn't furnish those things, right? It's only Christianity that furnishes the full complement of requirements for science to do anything. And, um, yeah, it's funny to me to see atheists claim science when um, uh, ultimately that's theft. Mm. Science. Um, that's a bit of a tangent saying, uh, going on to what's ultimately not a science question, time travel. It kind of is, though. It's science. I mean, it's science fiction, isn't it? Science fiction. Yeah. 
I'll interject and say that my favorite time machine is definitely the DMC DeLorean from Back to the Future. I would agree with that. Yes, thumbs up on that. And you have to have the DeLorean with (laughs) the, um, not the one that takes plutonium, but the one that Doc was able to upgrade by going in the future and get the one where you just pour garbage into it and run it that way. That's what I, that's the one that I want. The Mr. Fusion? Yeah, that's it, the Mr. Fusion. I could not remember that. I just lost some 80 street cred on that one for for forgetting that. So I was just woman splained. So thank you. I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. At least I used to be. They had the episodes on Netflix and the intention was for our family to, sort my wife and I to watch them. But they kicked it off of Netflix after, what was his name? David. And I'm, I've fallen off of the bandwagon here. David cut his, they cut all the episodes out halfway through um, his run. So I'm pretty far behind. But Doctor Who, we, it's just a, it's just nuts. It's very imaginative. I love it. So I'd have to go with the TARDIS. What's the name of that time machine? What's that old? Uh, oh, I was trying to remember who he's called. He um, they made a couple of films about it. One quite recently about a guy who travels uh, really, really, really far into the future and discovers a post-apocalyptic. Oh, I'm blanking on the the guy's name now. And it was like a big chair he sat in, and he could pull a lever and. This is H.G. Wells. The Time Machine. H.G. Wells, yeah. that's the classic, fantastic uh, fantastic 60s movie, I think that was. And then they re- they remade it. It wasn't that bad. So as I read a bunch of libraries are fantastic places. I'd spent far too much time in the stacks. And uh, yeah, I remember reading The Time Machine. <laughs> I'm more of a as movie a person myself. I haven't read the book, but it, uh, it does... The original movie from this, I think it was the 60s. That was pretty good. So uh, I enjoyed that immensely. Well, Prof, do you want to ask the next question? Sure, I do. So I've got one from uh, Ruby the Wrecking Ball. Good question. One that's I've been actually been wondering. What's your beef with dandelions? I have no beef with dandelions. None at all. They have their appropriate context. Okay, how about sunflowers? What's your beef with sunflowers? Let's go back to the dandelion question first because there's there's – Two different aspects of this question. I have no problem with sunflowers, um, just like I have no problem with meteors, right? In their appropriate context, they're perfectly fine. And the appropriate context is not my backyard, right? The slice of ground that God has given me to tend. Um, the lawn is a fescue ethnostate. There's nobody else allowed. So dandelions, their proper context is not my backyard. I enjoy them immensely when they're not there. I would feel the same way. Absolutely. Okay. How about sunflowers? Any beef with sunflowers? Um, I mean, the world is a magical place. We went to uh, Home Depot. We go there every year to begin the growing season. And we tell the kids, go find something that you like and we'll try growing it. It doesn't matter what it happens to be. So we've tried to grow, you know, pumpkins and corn and a whole bunch of other things that the kids have picked out that they felt that they wanted to try. And one year it was sunflowers. My daughter went and picked out a package of sunflowers and they grew uh, incredibly well. And uh, we just kept it up. We have a little plot, that, well, a few plots along the side of the house. It's really warm there and uh, they grow great there. And um, yeah, so for maybe five, six years now, we've had sunflowers at the side of our house. Is that why you chose to use the sunflower as your avatar? Yeah, I, it's kind of 
you first join to the B, you have no idea what's going on. You just pick something and uh, yeah, pick something that is, I mean, personally descriptive, but uh, it lacks context out in the rest of the world. They just see a sunflower. But yeah, that that was one of that was one of my daughter's first sunflowers. Nice. Yeah. That's great. And there were bees on it. I mean, yep. Oh, that's, I thought that was a stock photo. So that's actually from your backyard or something. Yep. yep. Oh, wonderful. Nice. Very nice. And the, the, I only noticed recently, actually, that there is a bee on it. And then I, I wondered if that was intentional. <laughs> There's a, so I have two different, one is the background on my profile. One is my avatar itself on the avatar. Yeah. If you, if you zoom in on it, there's two of them, two bees on there. Yeah. There's two. The, yeah. The bees love being over there. I try to teach the kids. We had wasps and I have no patience for wasps. I uh, had to get rid of a nest recently, but the bees, I'll teach the kids that these, they're probably the coolest animal that God created. Like bees have moods. Do you know that? Bees can have good moods or bad moods. Yeah. And they have like an entire culture. They dance. They, yeah, they're pretty amazing animals. They, uh, you've seen photos where they fall asleep. They need to take a nap in a flower. So they'll fall asleep in a flower. And um, anyways, um, yeah, they love the sunflowers. We like having them. I try to teach the kids that if you treat them nicely, respectfully, Bees don't care. You can pet. You can pet bees. Hmm. They don't mind. Go pet a bee, everybody. Ironically, he's leaving the bee form, and he still is advocating petting bees. But yes, I get it. <laughs> I, my sister, when I, when we were children, my sister had a friend who would stroke bees, and I I remember thinking how strange that was. But um, yeah, I think I agree with you, Velds. Uh, wasps are, are just oh, they're horrible things. But if a bee passes by i have absolutely no problem with that they're very docile and they'll generally check you out and then move on but a wasp will uh oh horrible things okay well i've got another question and i think this this sits nicely with the way you're answering questions very philosophical political uh, i like i like this question i think uh, this will this will sit well with you and it's from 10 ton bp who asks what is the last site that made you pause or gasp in wonder? This is a discussion I have with the kids a lot is like distinguishing the curse in the world. Now, the curse is still a good thing. This is part of God's preliminary justice on the world, and it brings with it some very ugly realities, that there's sickness and, sickness and pain and death that God has given the world, this mortal sorrow that we have. But there's still so much beauty still stuffed into reality we have a we have a backyard that's fairly open to uh, nature. There's a park behind us. There's uh, yeah, not much going on there beyond nature, and we're significantly blessed to have it. And uh, just by the way that the clouds travel and the sun shines, we get rainbows behind our house all the time. Yeah, we've been blessed with a very um, been blessed with a very beautiful place. To live here hmm. awesome so recently i'd say what there was a double rainbow and you, you always have to call the kids kids get down here <laughs> there's a double rainbow <laughs> <laughs> and they never lose excitement that's the i mean kids are amazing was it gk chesterton that talks about childlike wonder I, I know that when ethan was on the podcast he would always enthuse about gk chesterton and uh 
I was amazed listening to his explanations talking about how Chesterton talked about that. I'd never read Chesterton before. And since that, that that's impacted me, even though I haven't sat down and read Chesterton, I've taken that to heart, the childlike wonder and, and yeah, it's just stopping and, and, and taking it in and, and going, wow. It's, uh, I saw this amazing post on Facebook that I shared on Not The Bee yesterday about um, they they'd done this incredible detailed photograph of just a tiny fraction of a human cell. And it looked like um, it looked like a city. It was fascinating. And there was this huge explanation about how this is only one part of a, a cell that's so tiny and all the all the detail and all the information that's in that. And the fact that these can regenerate themselves and or create themselves or whatever, I'm far from a scientist, but that just made me stop in childlike wonder and say, wow, that's, uh, that is just amazing. And there's just no way that you can account for all of that. You can't take all that in and say, there's no God. It's just, it just doesn't compute to me. So I think it's, uh, I, I love listening to you because you've got these really nice, um, yeah, you've just got these really this this way about you of, of appreciating the beauty and uh, and that that come that certainly comes across in your headlines as well. I, I can and just getting to know you a bit more in this in this in this conversation, I can see you as somebody who you will stop and you will think and and, and that really came across in all the the wonderful headlines that you were posting. Yeah, so talking about your headlines, Feltspotu, obviously you've as you've explained already, you've deleted your headlines, but you were. I know you've talked about this before. You had started a process back when we recorded the pilot episode. You mentioned you'd started a process of saving your own headlines. So you were very kind to send me a copy of some of your your favorite headlines um, that you've submitted over the, the last few months on the forum. So we, we just wanted to spend a quick moment going over those. And I think Prof and Kurgle have got a couple of headlines that they wanted to highlight, their favorite Feltzbotto headlines. Yeah, there were so many. It was really hard to narrow them down. Um, I think three that I'll read. Um, I really like headlines about kids. And I thought these are just really sweet ones. Um, the first one was, uh, Daughter warns parents her stuffy population gains are far below replacement rate. Spells doom for her stuffy civilization. <laughs> I, I, I really like that one. <laughs> Um, see. Uh, the next one, dad asks daughter to show him the rule that says Barbie's dream house can't be invaded by aliens. <laughs> um, and then the other one I'll read, this was a pretty recent one. It was after Halloween. This kid knocking on front door, just not taking the hint. And that, that one just made me laugh so much because I could just picture this really super cute little boy just standing on the porch with the patience of Job, so sure that any minute the door is going to open, then after a while, the porch light goes off. He's still standing there. After a while, curtains are closed, lights inside the house go off. He's still standing there waiting for his candy. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I've got a few headlines also that I want to read. Um, there is, are so many really, really good ones. It's hard to pick three. So I just want to make everybody realize that the volume of just really good writing is out there for belts. 
Uh, the first one, YouTube outage leaves men everywhere unable to tie a tie. And uh, I laughed at this one because um, my dad taught me how to tie a tie. I taught my son how to tie a tie. But um, I have become aware I'm around a lot of 20 somethings in my professional life as a as a prof- as a professor. And I have it's become painfully obvious to me that um, students learn almost everything about with YouTube. So that one really struck me because I've had many, many students tell me that they learn how to tie a tie by watching YouTube videos. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't even cross my mind to look up something over YouTube. Right. But. Uh, these 18, 20 year olds, that's, that's all they do. So that one really caught me as a good one. Um, another one, <laughs> this one just made me laugh. It's just silly. Gay Lumberjacks Association says they're coming for your family tree. So I like the, the entendre and the wordplay with that one. So that was great. Uh, so good job, Vilds. And I'll do one more. One of the wheels on your shopping cart thinks you're going the wrong way. So that was great too. So I just love how you can take... To me, that's really good headline writing, taking just mundane, everyday things and turning it into a headline because we've all had that happen. We go to the store, you pick a cart, and one wheel's making that weird sound, and it frustrates you, right? But, Veld's, you could turn that into a headline form pitch, which I love. I respect that. So, well done. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a few as well. I mean, there's just so many, and I've talked before in a previous episode about how I felt. Veld, you were the king of being able to take situations in the Bible and turning it into a Babylon Bee headliner. I just love that. So this one here, Goliath regrets thinking David was a diversity hire. <laughs> that one I thought of it. I, was, I, I thought for sure that's going publish. It's short. It's pithy. You know, it, it hits on today's kind of stuff. I think that one's great. Well, now they can't publish it because you've deleted it. They'll have to find somebody else. Yep. Unless they, maybe I could repost it and claim it as mine and then. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another one here. Adam's defense that Eve technically doesn't have a birthday gets him into even more trouble. (laughs) Adam and Eve are fertile ground for, because they're such a novel situation. I mean, you can project back all modern troubles into the Garden of Eden and just see where the, the, the humor is. Them and Noah. Yeah, Adam and Eve and Noah. You'll never be lacking for headlines if you think through um, how they would respond to things, how they would <laughs> live in the world, live in our world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I love it, though. And it's um, I've talked about this before, and uh, you know, you're, and, and other people in the community have really helped me personally as well just to think in a way that improves my headline writing. So I really value your headlines. And I mean, oh man, I'm, I'm looking at a huge list here. I'd, I'd really love to spend a long time reading these out because I know lots of people have enjoyed your headlines over the last uh, year or two. Uh, I'll read out some, um, I want to read two. Satan tempts dad to accept the dandelions. Based on our... <laughs> conversation earlier i think that's relevant (laughs) and then the last one i love this and this i remember this got read out on the podcast man was having pleasant day until government (laughs) i just love the way it cuts off it's just uh it's just awesome (laughs) 
So, Veltz, you know, you've submitted a lot of headlines and um, we asked you off air if you had a favourite one. And I, I don't know if that's how you could possibly have a favourite one out of so many amazing headlines, but do you have a, a top headline or a top two or three headlines that uh, really stick out and that you'd uh, you'd like to kind of be remembered by? Sure, if I can sure, like that? yeah. The, the ones I have funnest time is so writing really esoteric ones and the people who upvote these things, you know, they don't get it. They, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I had fun. I had fun writing it. That'll be me. So <laughs> <laughs> let me see here. Where was I? I don't always get, I haven't always got your headlines. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I react with uh, that thinking reaction. Like, huh? <laughs> I often think he's really smart, so I need to up, updo this. I often think that with his headlines. <laughs> and then I will look smart as well. <laughs> okay, here. Okay, ready? Ordain Zorgate accused of homophobia for refusing to make two identical inputs one. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's always good to laugh at your own jokes. I'm a king. I do that all the time. Okay, so for number two, Wookie clears his schedule after beating, <laughs> after winning a game of space chess with a Hindu god. I I almost read that one. That was on my short list. Oh, <laughs> I do my Wookie impression now. Do it. Come on. No, I could do a Yoda impression. No, don't do that. <laughs> okay, my last one. So. I appreciated, like Skull Crazes said, let's just do Bible headlines for a little while here. And I said, that's a fantastic idea. And if anything, forum, forum, more Bible headlines. I don't think that can be, uh, I, I don't think there can be too many, right? More, more Bible, less Biden. Anyway, <laughs> okay, my third and final, here we go. Okay, ready? Uh, Jesus bursts into a wedding at Cana and announces he's the way, the truth, and the life of the party. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. The most emotion we've gotten out of Vels is him reading his own headlines yes. to us. So I really appreciate that. Let's go ahead and ask Vels Bado the five questions. So hopefully everybody has heard these questions before. Hopefully they're becoming kind of a regular part of the podcast now. So question one, when did you receive the Babylon Bee into your heart? I think I told the story already. Uh, I was following Adam Ford back in his uh, cartoonist days when he was putting out a webcomic. And one day he just says, I'm done with making webcomics. I'm doing the Babylon Bee now. So I was there the first day. I remember the, the Obama disappointed to hear conservative Christians are trying to make jokes. Doug Wilson's Tolerance Chainsaw. My favorite is still from, from years ago, pretty close to beginning. It was a uh, report. You shouldn't be up this late. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've been reading the bee for forever, and it's been, uh, I guess I signed up a year and a half ago. So it's only been a year and a half, guys. So Yeah, I, I, I saw that, actually. I, I logged in recently to check out your your stats and everything in preparation for the interview and it, it said you only joined i think it was in 2021 or something is that right probably yep it it felt i saw that i was like wow has it only been that 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 long i thought it, it feels like a lot a lot longer that we've all been interacting and doing this thing so uh time uh 
time seems to work differently on the B forum. <laughs> okay, Google. Okay, next question. Um, what fast food menu item is the result of the fall? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> good, good answer. I'm not much of a fast food person. I'd rather like the the feeling of being hungry and having money in your pocket is so much better than feeling full. I would I would starve myself and keep my money in my pocket before I'd go to a fast food restaurant. <laughs> so tell us how you feel about Chick-fil-A then. Never been. Whoa. All right. Okay. Do they have Chick-fil-A in Canada? I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Canada's a big place. So in some city somewhere, they might. Okay. Next question here. We've already talked about your favorite headlines, so we'll skip that question. But what is your favorite denomination and why is it Baptist? Because uh, they're right. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I have, a, I have a deep appreciation for um, the Presbyterians. I think they're wrong on baptism, and I'll, ultimately, that's why I'd say that. Like I'd be, I'd be, I tend toward a, a believer's baptism. I don't think they take the the uh, imagery of new birth seriously enough in their assessment of baptism. Um, but I have a deep and abiding appreciation for the Westminster standards. And um, I read my kids the Heidelberg. Uh, you, you can't beat the Heidelberg. It's fantastic. If you get a copy, read it to your kids. It's so pastoral. It's beautifully written. And uh, yeah, otherwise, I mean, the 16, what is it? 1689 Baptist mm -hmm. Confession. It's basically the Westminster, except with the baptism portion cut out. Yeah, I think I'd align myself mostly with like a Reformed Baptist all right. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because I'm going to Calvary Chapel. They don't like Calvinism. <laughs> okay, girl, do you want to ask the last question then? Okay, last question. If the FBI raided your house, how many my pillows would they find? What's your guess? Give me a guess. Who? My guess would be zero. I, I was going to think the same thing. Okay, here's a question. Do they have my pillows in Canada? <laughs> um, I have never seen a my pillow advertisement anywhere. Now, hmm. I, I don't watch the news. I am I am blissfully ignorant of of much of that goes on in the world. But I've never seen a my pillow advertisement. I've so I, I've never been impressed with the idea that I need to buy <laughs> this pillow to support uh, whatever. So no, I don't have any. I don't have any. And that explains why I have a crick in my neck constantly. And if for the FBI to raid you, you'd have to do something pretty crazy because you're in Canada. So we're, this is the first time we've asked that question to a non-U.S. citizen. So Maybe Justin Trudeau would come in blackface and... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be scarier than the FBI. To circle back to one of the previous questions, what's the difference between the U.S. and, and Canada? You guys are losing it, but there's a distinct separation of powers, right? So in the B podcast, when they say, what would you do as president? The answer is, you're the executive. You don't do anything. You don't make any laws. You enact the laws that have been passed, right? So sorry, this role that you have for the executive, whereby they're the one making the laws, that's, no, you don't do that. But in Canada, we do that. This is crazy. Um, the people in charge of making the laws are the ones that uh, enact them. This is not. Uh, this is. Uh, this is. This is unwise. And what we saw during the trucker protests was the fruit of this unwisdom. 
like shutting down banking for honking. That's what happened. Crazy. Like honking in a government town where you'd expect protests to be, right? They're going to Ottawa. They're not going to Sudbury or uh, Edmonton or wherever, the middle of nowhere. They're going to the seat of government. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, Trudeau has the power to um, do these things unilaterally. And uh, like I said, Canadians love, uh, they love the boot. They uh, love being stepped on. So we have no plans on changing it, apparently. Well said. Well said. Okay, well, we want to respect your time, Veld. It's, uh, I know you've got a limited time with us here today. And uh, just in this very final moment, we wanted to wish you all the very best. And uh, we've got a very special guest who's joined our conversation very sneakily uh, while we were recording there. SDH has just joined the call and she was happy just to say a final farewell to you. We wanted to send send you off with our very best wishes. Uh, I'm sure everyone in the headline forum community would, would stand behind us in saying the same as well. And um, so we just want to thank you for your time and thank you for all that you've done for the forum, all that you've meant for the forum. And uh, I think one or two others might want to say something as well. Yeah, I'd like to say thank you, Velds, for your time on the B Forum, for your being so welcoming to other folks, for your tone and the style of your headlines. Um, you said you can be replaced. I'll beg to differ a little bit about that um, because I really appreciated um, a lot of your Bible references, the Bible jokes, as you mentioned earlier. Um, I really, really enjoyed those. So I'm going to miss those. We'll see if we can get a few others to step up their game, maybe myself. But I just want to say thank you for your time. I understand your decision. I respect your decision. And just thank you, and you'll be missed. Thank you. Yeah, and I'd like to add to that. Um, Yeah, you you won't be replaced. And there's no replacing a Bell's photo headline. (laughs) Um, But you, you definitely won't be forgotten. Your, your inspiration is going to stick around. And I would love to say just um, how, how much I'm going to miss seeing your input and your fun. And I kind of blamed you for all the shenanigans in that little premium article I did. And I know you're not the only one who was behind it, but you've been behind some fun shenanigans and <laughs> jokes and you have a little mystery to you. And mm-hmm. uh, Anyway, I appreciate it so much and hope um, very much that uh, someday you'll come check in again. We'll see what the future brings, yeah. No, I don't mind being blamed for shenanigans. It was probably me. (laughs) (laughs) You've added quite a bit. Okay, Veltz, well, we'd we'd love to stay and chat for longer. I'd I'd love to sit with you and go through your headlines. There's so many fantastic ones. Uh, We'll really miss you. We want to respect your time and let you get on. Um, We want to send you off with our blessing. praying for you as well and your family and uh, praying that you can find the right balance and uh, like SDH just said maybe who knows maybe we'll see you again at some stage in the future but if not this side of heaven then definitely on the other side exactly keep the forum uh, keep the character of the forum eh what you have there is something special Um, it's it's not it's not a it's not a dump like a lot of the rest of the internet is there's a there's some special sauce going on there so yeah we'll miss you so god bless good luck thanks very much yep. and uh hopefully we'll speak to you soon good luck
Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, builds. Bonus content. Well, we want to say officially welcome to Slightly Desperate Housewife for joining us and dropping in today. It was um, really a joy to have her here with us. And we're going to have her talk about the Be Live event coming up uh, in February. So go ahead and start talking about that, SDH. Yeah, so it is going to be tons of fun. I'm really excited about it. And I am so excited that we've had um, subscribers signing up already. I know it's it seems like a long way away, but it's really going to be here before we know it. And um, I think the last number I've heard was we've sold uh, 66 VIP tickets and there's going to be around 100 uh, sold. So it's largely subscribers that are that are buying those. And even if you don't buy a, a VIP ticket, you'll see people and we're planning on having um, pictures with people, um, Seth and Kyle. And um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one thing that um, I don't know if they've talked about yet is really that the venue opens to us around, uh, we can have people start coming early, like around 4, 4.30 and that, and there should be like food trucks there prior and stuff like that for anybody. If they want to grab something, you can buy, you know, you can meet each other, you can buy a t-shirt or something, um, that sort of thing. So they, they hope, kind of hope people come early because they also may start doing pictures and stuff like that prior. Yeah. It's really exciting. I mean, they've talked before for many, I remember in the early days of the podcast, they were saying, I oh, will have to do a real get together one day. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really, really exciting that they're finally doing it. And I do hope that it's something they'll do again in the future. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. Uh, it's a bit of a long drive <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, but It would be a um, wet drive. It would a be wet a wet drive, drive yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be amazing to get there. And um, who knows, maybe maybe another, another you one. You could jump on Greta's sailboat and sail over with her, maybe. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> but Kurgle, I understand you're going. Yep, can't wait. Excellent. So yeah. is, is is Seth going to be handing out golden bathtubs to certain premium subscribers? That is the question. They are making the golden bath bathtubs right now. No, I, wow, awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to send uh, send yours if you're not going. But um, but yes, we have talked about this for a long time, and I remember you know, early on, like you did back on the podcast that people have talked about it. So it is really exciting um, that it's in the works. It's happening. We have something. And if it goes really well, I think that that probably will do it again. So Hmm. hopefully there'll be another another chance down the road. People get to know each other a little bit and they want to come say hi again. That'd be great. Well, obviously, we're really excited about it because the whole reason we're doing this podcast is just to allow the subscribers to get to know one another and get to know who's behind the usernames and the avatars and so on. Mm-hmm. So, but what better way of doing that than actually being face to face and being together? Um, I'm going to watch the headline forum with interest after that event and see if there's any collaborations uh, or any <laughs> any great uh, any great interactions and headlines that come out of that time. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be very special. Um, 
I'm sad I can't be there myself, but I, I heard a rumor, SDH, there'll be a, a live stream. They are, they are talking about that. I don't think it's uh, set in stone yet, but okay. um, yeah, we know uh, it doesn't work for a lot of people. I mean, we want, obviously, um, are excited to meet anybody who could come, but uh, hopefully they'll have some sort of live stream. Um, I don't know. I don't know what all that will look like. But. Okay. We'll have to see. Otherwise, I'll just ask one of the subscribers to do a FaceTime and walk around with the camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be fun. Um, and then the other, they are going to have program-wise um, some, you know, some skits, but also some um, panel discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and, a, and a live podcast recording. And Conservative Prof, I understand you're sadly unable to go as well. It's a really hard time of year for me to go. Um, right now, I'm not really big into flying. Um, and it's a 12-hour drive for me in the winter part of it. It's also during my school year. And it's hard for me to get away during the school year. So I'll just plant a bug someday. Maybe they'll do one of these in the summer. But really, the main reason I'm not going, and I, it's hard for me to admit this, um, but I'm going to be vulnerable for everybody here. Um, on Not the Bee, um, Hillary Rodham Clinton posted that she is going, and I cannot go now. Um, she has it out for me. I've said too many things to her, and she doesn't know exactly where I live. She does know the city, but she's not figured out my address but she does know what I look like. And so I am really afraid of being in the same room. So that's actually the main reason I can't go is I know for a fact H. Rodham Clinton will be there. And that's just too scary for me. It just is. And if I did not hang myself, if, if anybody, if, no, if I die, I did not hang myself. I'm just going to announce that. Yes. Okay. So everybody now knows that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So obviously we've heard a lot about it on the podcast from, November 11th, which aired this morning, which we've probably mostly all heard by now. So we had a lot of information about it then. We're, we're all really excited about it. Uh, completely agree with Sam Greer, who was saying it's going to be great for people to be able to updoot people in person. So really looking forward to hearing back from that. Really excited about the podcast that's going to be recorded there. That's just going to be an amazing experience. And perhaps there'll be an opportunity for subscribers who've reached the, the top list for that week to be able to read out their own headlines in person. Who knows? That's a cool idea. I like that. We, we're, we're full of good ideas, SDH. You know, mm-hmm. if you, uh, <laughs> we can always pass them through. <laughs> so can you give us any inside information that uh, hasn't been revealed yet? Or uh... hmm. We do want, we would love to do some uh, meetups, which I think we've already been talking about, but um, I think, you know, this is going to spill over into Saturday in some way. And um, whether or not we announce something where we're going to do something or it's just everybody can connect with each other the night before and say, hey, let's find a place to go for lunch or something. I'm not sure how how that'll go, but um, we want to hang out and we want to hang out with you guys. I want to hang out with you guys. I still think of myself as a subscriber. Um, I'm kind of like floating in between. But um, anyway, I am. Ex- I have a hard time with remembering, even on the headline forum, names and putting them with 
with uh, with headlines. And I anyway, but if I can see a face, a face and a name, and a, you know, it, anyway, that'll be that'll be fun. It'll be really great to meet people. Maybe it's a good idea to to have a life size version of everyone's avatars. <laughs> Printed off and kind of like a mask that they can put over their faces. I did ask if we could have avatars on the name tag, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that's one level of complication that's not going to happen. But if you want to print out your own avatar and, you know, bring it. <laughs> if you're coming, do that. That'd be so exciting. And I guess that, uh, yeah, it sounds like this is kind of experimental. And I guess the beer are going to see how it goes. And then who knows in the future whether this becomes a regular thing or let's fingers crossed. It's uh, certainly a really great initiative and I'm sure it'll be a real success. And, and it'll be fun for all the B staff to get together too, because the B staff is just spread out, especially yeah. the writing staff. I mean, you've got groups in Florida and group in California, but the writing staff is all spread out. And yeah. so that'll be. And the community is even more spread out. Yeah. You've got these weird exactly. people in Europe and Canada <laughs> and I think I'm probably I feel secure in saying that I'm the most excited person to go. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be anyone there ex- more excited than me to meet all the other subscribers. Mm. So it, it it's going to be great. But we did joke that the longest line is going to be to to meet uh, Kurgle. I did see that. <laughs> Bring a Sharpie with you, Kurgle, the sign autographs. Uh, uh, I, I'm just really excited just to meet all, all the people, all you guys that I've been talking to for so long. Uh, it will be cool. Well, we, we're really, look, well, we are looking forward to it, even though I can't personally be there um, and Prof can't be there either. There'll be lots of people. And will, will there be some sort of a I don't know if that's possible, but would there be some sort of a list of who's attending or who's going? Um, I don't, uh, for people who aren't, I don't know um, subscribers who are going. I don't know. Uh, I can ask. Yeah. Or we could see or maybe afterwards have a list of people who went. But Yeah, just something behind the paywall so subscribers know just by usernames who who else is going to be there maybe that's uh... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well we do have the group on not the b that people can join and then we're going to do another premium article that's going to in the comments maybe allow people to say they're going Mm -hmm. and if they want what hotel they're going to stay in or however they've sure yeah just let people organize the practicalities and so on yeah Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Okay, so I've got one more story that I want to share with everybody. And um, not terribly long ago, SDH posted a premium article for us. And some of that article included some good tips about how to write headlines and some good advice. And it's advice I've seen elsewhere, just from other commenters and other forum users and whatnot. But basically, just take your everyday life and be thinking about things that you're doing and see how you can turn that into a headline. So I was realizing I've worn glasses since I was 12 and I'm 55. So it's been that long and I can't handle contacts very well. And I was realizing about a month ago that I'm not seeing as well as I normally do. And I was like, well, how come my eye doctor is not giving me a call or a, you know, email or something to say, you know, come in for your regular checkup. 
So I called them and I went in and this is about maybe two weeks ago now. And I went in and the thing I absolutely hate about the eye doctor is that darn air puff test. I think most of us know what that is. You rest your chin on this thing and they blast your eye with a puff of air. And I absolutely dread that. Everything else about the eye exam is easy. That one part of it, I absolutely dread and dislike. I mean, and I got there a little bit early and it was busy. And so I'm in the waiting room and um, I'm trying to, I pull up my Babylon B app, trying to think of some forum headlines. I actually posted one just sitting there that wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't great, but uh, then they finally grabbed me and they took me back to the room to do the air puff test and a few other things. And I actually got a little brave and I said, I don't want to do this. Um, I, I'll take, do anything but that. And, she, and the, she's like, sure, that's fine. And then in my head in that moment, uh, uh, basically the headline pip popped into my head that essentially that eye doctors admit that they only do the air puff test to torture their customers. That's essentially what I wrote, something like that. In that moment, I thought of it. And so I had to keep that in my brain while they did the eye exam and all that kind of stuff. And they got me out of there and sent me on my way. I had to remember it in my brain. So I'm just sitting there repeating it to myself, right? Well, then I, I typed it up. And within a few days, um, Doc Dorian, who was a former um, headline writer like all of us, uh, who's been called up to the big leagues. He's now a writer for the B. Well, I happen to know he's an eye doctor. So I just, I knew that. So within me publishing that or writing up that headline, just a few days later, he liked it. And I was like, aha, I had that aha moment. He liked it. He saw it. And it wasn't but just a few days later that he wrote, he published it and wrote a story about it, which really made my day. So I just want to give that story out that um, when you are just living your life, um, think about how you can write about the mundane things or things you like or don't like. Um, so that was my 17th published headline. That's just as special as the first one, you know, and, and just how that turned out, because I took something I didn't want to do. I turned into a headline and it got published. So I just want to give that advice to everybody. So there you go. That was a great one. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, that's a great story, Prof. And it just reminds me that, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, uh, the number of published headlines coming out of the Headline Forum has really grown. And SDH, we're really happy you're on with us. We can thank you personally for all that you've been doing for the headline community over the last few few months. Thank you. It's tons of fun. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate uh, you getting our headlines in front of the powers that be helping us also when you edit headlines and feature them. And, um, you know, this, just looking here at the, in the published section under the headline forum, there's been uh, quite a number of headlines since we last recorded from James D. Jordan. Dissidente Redactico had a publish after we interviewed him the last time with his Greta Thunberg headline, which was absolutely hilarious. Also use a he did the Photoshop too. And he yeah, did the his Photoshop, Photoshop made it to the article, which is probably a first for a subscriber to make that happen. So that was cool. Yep. I think so too. And he's been pumping out some wonderful Photoshop since, uh, since his interview with us. So maybe he's got more bold in that. And then we also had a, another headline, which got a great reaction in today's podcast from Opinion Non-Binary. Revealed NPR, just one white woman in New Hampshire who does all the voices. 
It's always a good sign when Kyle laughs at that much at your headline, like he did today. He, he laughed pretty hard at that one. So that's a good sign. Yeah. Adam Jenser, when they did the I'm Feeling Lucky, there was a random headline that came up and I can't remember what it was now, but Adam Jenser was, I've never seen him laugh so hard. at a He laughed really hard at whatever that one was. He, yeah, it was great. It was fun to see that. Yeah. It was fun to see. Yeah. And then of course, our very own conservative prof, you've also been published. Congratulations. Lee Corey with his pickle jar <laughs> headline, which was fantastic. That was great. And then also Jay Swag and Sirius Lee, um, five days and three days ago, respectively, at the time we're recording this. So congratulations, everybody. And like we keep saying all the time, I mean, the quality of the headlines, it's it's just going up and up and up. And I think a combination of spurring one another on the help from above, from the likes of yourself, SDH, and, um, and all the other things that go on in the forum, all the, the new talent that's coming in. You know, we're really going to miss... Veltsbotto and he can't be replaced but as he he was saying as well there is still a great amount of talent in the headline forum so it's really great to see all that and uh, so it's great to see all these headlines that are getting submitted on a daily basis by so many very talented and funny people it is I love it okay well it's uh it's getting late here in Belgium so and I think you you guys all want to respect your time as well so uh I think, uh, Prof, you have some more professing to do. and The emails never stop for me. They never stop. So, yeah. And I guess you've got more headlines to, to submit. and I've got one more left today. i got to think of it yet. <laughs> people to updoot. <laughs> well, thank you all for all you do. You guys are all really um, great on the forum, and you add so much to make it super fun. Right back at you. We love it. <laughs> It's like Veltsbotto said, it is it is a part-time job sometimes, but uh, it, it is so much fun and uh, we love the community and uh, we look forward to that that live meetup in, in the new year. Really excited about that, even though I can't be there personally. So we will watch this space with interest. And um, Kurgle, I just want to thank you as well for your time, for being on this episode of We The People. It's great to have you back on as a recurring guest co-host. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And you have permission to repaint your bunker again. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's going to go back to camo. That's my favorite color. So, yep. It's going to go right back now. SDH is looking confused. What are they talking about? I'll have to listen. You'll have to listen. You'll like it. You'll laugh. You'll laugh when you hear it. I will. Yeah, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so, and then you get a notification when we drop a new episode. You can also email us or interact with us on the forum. I'll put the email address in the show notes. And um, if you're on Not The Bee, you can also join our group, We The People. Feel free to communicate with us that way as well. So this has been fun. A a sadder episode, saying goodbye to a wonderful subscriber. But uh, I love listening to his wisdom and input and all they had to share with us so uh, hopefully that that will be something that the community will get a lot out of as well okay well goodbye then we will speak again soon prof and uh, sth and kurgle we will uh, look forward to seeing you around the, the headline forum and kurgle yeah you're always at the top <laughs> so i i see you every time i log in <laughs> keep those good, great headlines uh, coming coming our way i'll do what i can okay so 
We'll speak soon then. Take care, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye, thank you. Take care. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Okay, I've fr- you guys have all frozen. I don't know if you can still hear me. I'm being attacked by a fly. This is... Uh... Are you winning? <laughs>